she was very sick and she was going to die. And he made, asked him, promised her that he would not marry another woman. So he promised her. Out of, you know, you know, she's dying, she asked for that, so he couldn't say no. Anyway, so then she died, and, you know, he hasn't had new uh, underwear for the last three weeks, and uh, no one's washed the dishes, and, you know, he's eating pizza every night, you know. And so after a long time, it started to get problematic. She didn't know what to do, so people said, go to the marshal. So the marshal said, listen, uh, you made a nether. It could be matir and nether. You didn't know that it would be so difficult. It could be matir and nether. So you can go get married. So, okay, so he goes and he gets married. And shortly thereafter, he drops dead. So everyone starts saying, ah, Kesser is right. He promised his wife, and now he went ahead and he broke the promise. So come to him. So his new wife goes to the marshal and says, he told me he was matin ever. So the marshal says, he right. And he tells the Chabad Kadisha, when you go to the funeral, stop in front of my house. They come to his house, and he rolls the whole shooter, and he puts the shooter in the coffin. And a few moments later, there's a knock on the coffin, and the guy is back to life. And so, uh, you know, he gets out of the coffin, puts back his clothing, and he goes back to his wife. So a few days later, his wife comes to the marshal, and she says, I can't lose the guy. She says, what's the matter? I gave you back your husband. It's creepy. I mean, you know, this guy's straight from the crypt. It's hard to live with Frankenstein. You know, it's not so posh. So he, he says, I'll tell you what. I'm giving you a bracha. You'll forget the whole story. And he gave a bracha, and they forgot the whole nicely. So in the, they say in the diary of the city of Brisk, the, the elders of the city wrote, the second nace was greater than the first. To, to, to bring, be Tchias and Mason, that's easy stuff. To make people change the first impression that, that takes kindness. That's, that's a miracle. So that was the... Yeah. Wow. I was silly. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're Rabbi Open has a book on Lush and Hara. So he told that story. What? I'll never look at my child the same way again. Maybe you should know there are a number of people in the community that have opportunities to I got more thank yous than I've gotten in 22 years working here. 
אוקיי. I wanted to speak uh, about Parshas Noyach, but also about the current events of Shtickle, uh, to bring in some... So, um, Lakewood put out this week this thing, Dover Be'itoi, which is Hashkop Zatar al-Eis Tzorhi Be'yakbo Mechemes Eretz Yisrael, based on the shear from Rav Matis Solomon. So... He really gave the shear about 10 years ago. There was another uprising in Eretz Yisrael. But it's, it's very negative to this kupu also. So I wanted to share some of what he said, but uh, first, to start off with the parsha. So the parsha talks about, obviously, the mabel, the noyach, etc. And in the Haptaira of this week's parsha, it refers to the Mabal as Meinoyach. Ki Meinoyach means, right, the, the Mabal is called the Meinoyach. So, Mashaila is, of all the people you want to blame the Mabal on, the only one who's not responsible for the Mabal was Noyach. Yet, the Haftaira says, Ki Meinoyach Zoyfli. So, why, why is it called Meinoyach? So, Chazal say, because Noyach didn't daven. So, he's critiqued to the extent that it's called Meinoyach. You can ask the question, this man worked for 120 years building a table and trying to deal with every idiot that made fun of him and the whole world is mocking him and scorning him and giving him a hard time and he's trying to be Makari, trying to get such a minion of people who will be Oivdei Hashem and he's not Matzliach but he doesn't give up and he's working 120 years non-stop and then he has a year in the Teva Chazal say he didn't sleep for a year because he was so busy animals don't all have the same feeding schedule you imagine you have a newborn baby you can be up half the night. If you have a table full of, uh, of animals, you zikr up the whole night. And he only had the three sons and himself to serve. So he, he didn't sleep. So he's mamish working, and uh, yet he gets lamed. They bring a muscle. You have a doctor who's uh, put in charge of an emergency room or... Uh, you know, a, a, a unit where there's a lot of sick people, and they tell the doctor, "Listen, there's a lot of a lot of serious things going on over here. You're only one guy. If things get out of hand, just call up and send you extra help." So the night begins, and the doctor is very diligent in doing his job, and things start getting more serious, and more patients come, and he's running from one patient to the other, and he's working his kishkas out, and he's bringing this patient, you know, an IV, and this patient, he's doing this, and that patient, he's doing that. His mom is working himself to the bone. At the end of the night, two people died. The next day, he gets called into, you know, the office of the uh, chief of staff, and they tell him, doctor, you're fired. He says, I'm fired? You don't know how hard I worked last night. They said, we know how hard you worked, but you didn't ask, you could have asked for help. If you would have asked for help, you wouldn't have had two people dying because you were overworked and you couldn't manage all the patients simultaneously. They died. Had you made one phone call, you could have saved the lives of a few patients. Like, Come on, that's what I could have who was saying to Noyach. If you would have davened, you could have changed the entire situation. But everything that you did, as hard as you worked, but Lamaisa, one filler could have changed everything. So you see from over here, 
the clay chetzilim. You know, we sometimes don't realize how chashiv chetzilim can be, but this is what the Rebbeinu is saying. No, the daven one chetzilim, but like Yirmiyahu who told Claudius when he went into Gulf, he would have cried one tear before the Churban, This wouldn't have happened. The Rebbe Usher Druk tells over a story that there was a, a bocher in Eretz Yisrael who was a big Eloi, but he was a tremendous Batland. Usher didn't learn a word. You know, he didn't show up a shacharis, came Seder, he found a way to goof off the whole Seder. And uh, the mother davened for him and davened for him. And finally, the people said, well, you give up already, the guys, you know, uh, he's, not gonna, he's not amounting to anything, you're not learning a word. And the mother just, she doesn't give up, she davens, he davens, he davens. One day, a Rosh Yeshiva comes from America looking for a shidduch for his daughter. And he comes to the yeshiva and he's looking for the top bacher. And, and uh, so um, they tell uh, that, you know, he, he asks around, he asks the Rosh Yeshivas, you know, who's the Chosh Yitzhak here? So they sound, tell him, you know, Mendel Schwartz is the top bacher here. So he didn't realize there were two people named Mendel Schwartz. There was Mendel Schwartz, the best book of Yeshiva, Mendel Schwartz, our hero over here, right? And so um, the Rosh Yeshiva called uh, the parents of this book and says, I'd like to meet you and suggest a shidduch with my daughter. So there, and I blown away, like, you know, where is this coming from? But, you know, they're not going to pass up the opportunity. So they meet with him, it was a very nice meeting. And so uh, their son meets the, the daughter, they hit it off nicely, and they get engaged. Word gets back to the yeshiva, who got engaged is Rashida's daughter, the book, and to my fellow set chairs, they couldn't believe it. And uh, this guy himself, the book, who got engaged, thinks to himself, wait a second, uh, I'm engaged to the daughter of this Rosh yeshiva in America, I better shape up. He starts learning like there's no tomorrow. And you, you, today he's an Odin Godel, he's a big Talmud Chacham, he pulled himself together. Was the seat of the mother's thrillers, the mother's thrillers will play you, that uh, everything worked out the way that it did. That's the koyich of thrillers. So, in that vein, Rabbi Tassio says, when we deal with the tsaris that we're going through today, you have to understand, that looking back in history, what is the first encounter that Klaal Yisrael had when we were chased by an enemy. That was when Paro chased the Yibn after Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. So it says that Paro Hikriv and Menesol turned to Hashem and he started to cry. And so you have to understand, it's not Stam that Paro chased them and they davened, but Fakir, the Medrash's Masbir, that who orchestrated what happened? It wasn't, Paro on his own would not have chased Cloud, so he had enough. He had ten makas, he had makas bechurras, he was tashmetered. Where did he get this idea to chase Cloud Yisrael? The Territ says the Rabbeinu Shleilam made him chase Cloud Yisrael. And what was the objective of that? It says, Paro hikriv, Paro brought close. So what does it mean, Paro brought close? Should have said Paro kora. So... Farshim explained, Paro brought the Jewish people close to Hashem. Mean to say, Rebbeinu Shalom brought this about because he wanted Klal Yisrael to daven. Medrash, I've said this many times over this year, the Medrash sells over this Misa to explain the Pasuk of Paro Hikrim. So the Medrash says on this, the marshal of the king who was in the forest, and he was traveling with his retinue of soldiers, and he hears a, a, a lady screaming for help. 
And so he goes running into the woods, and he saves her, and it's love at first sight. So he takes her to the palace, and he wants to make her the queen, and everything is rosy. But after a while, she doesn't communicate with him. And he's very nervous. She's not talking. She's not communicating. She's acting groigus. He calls the staff. He says, what should we do with Lady Gertrude? She's not communicating with me. And so they say, well, maybe you should save her a second time. So he calls uh, 1-800-Dial-A-Thief. He hires a bunch of Ganovim. And uh, she goes for a walk with her ladies-in-waiting. And she's attacked by a bunch of hooligans. And the king comes in, his big white steed, and he saves her in a time of need, and they fall in love, yes, indeed. And now it's love at second sight, and they live happily ever after. That's the Medrash. There's a little bit of myself on my own. But I'll call upon him, and that's what the Medrash says. So what's the Pshad? The Boynish, he wanted to hear from his wife. He wanted her to talk to him, so he got that. Boynish wanted to hear from Klai, so Mitzrayim, it says, by El Hashem, they called out to Hashem. Hashem said, I want to hear again, but they stopped screaming to Hashem. So he said, okay, I'll get you to scream to me. And Uparo Hiparo brought them back to the Reboinish. So that was the Reboinish's kavona, and he wanted Klai to communicate with him, and that's what he did. And so you have to realize that Boisha wants us. He wants our tefillahs. And, and sometimes he brings you know, major events in history because he wants the tefillahs, which he's getting right now in, in a major life. He's, he's getting those tefillahs. That's what Hashem wants. Now, to be moisive to that, it says, when they dive in tafsu umnus avoysam, the Pasuk says that when they dive into Hashem, and they called out to Hashem, so Rashi brings down that Tafsu Umnus Avoisayim. They grabbed onto the profession of their forefathers. It says by Abram that Alamokim Asher Omad Shom and Dahi Davin Shachris and Yitzchak Gris of Yitzchak Yitzchak Suach Basode and Yaakov Davin by the by the Yaakov Sakin Maariv. So they dive into Rabbi Yeruchim. The Miri Mashkiach explained what does it mean Tafsu Umnus Avoisayim. They died. The others that they died in the other stopping world. Since the pshat is like this, the others when they davened, there wasn't stand they davened. They davened. They understood einoid milvadik. There's no place else to turn. There's no other seba to get what you need without tefillah to Kodesh That was the way they davened. At that point, Klal Yisrael understood we're lost. There's no place to turn. <clears throat> the only way to save ourselves is by turning to Hashem. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch said, Yenosi b'chag ve'yaselah, hashmi'ini yizkoyleif. That like a dove, the, the shira shirim, is a motion of the dove that's in the crack in the rock, that she's trying to escape from the snake. And so she goes into the crack, there's the snake, she goes out and there's the eagle or whatever. So she's, it's a Yenosi b'chag ve'yaselah. She's like stuck in the middle and she can only scream. So they say, I want to hear your voice. That's what Klaus, that's what Hashem wanted. And so they, they screamed to Hashem, understanding without a Kurdish Baruch were lost. And that was um the Sabbath That's the way a, a, a Yid has to daven. So the first Yisoyed is that we realize that the need to daven. And the second, that if we haven't davened that way, to do Chuba, to daven better, right? But he says that you find the Shulchan Aruch brings down that if a person talks doing Hazorah Sashats or talks by davening, he says in Lashen, Godel Avreinim in the Soy. Now, you don't find that Lashen by, by many Averis. It's a very, very powerful Lashen, Godel Avreinim in the Soy. Now, 
Shul Matzi also says, you got to understand, where does this notion come from? Kayin said, Takadosh Baruch Hu, God will avoid him in a soy. When my Aveira is too hard to carry, right? So Hashem forgave him. He said, okay, okay, so Hoyer Kayin, she was saying, you come. Right? So that Kayin killed that one-third of mankind at the time. And yet, he says, it wasn't God will avoid him in a soy. Hashem says, okay, okay, we'll, 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 and yet, here, you're talking about Chazor HaSashat, it's God, what way to me to say? So, it's Masber, it's brought down that when there was Gezeris Tach V'tat, when the Cossack uprising took place, so there's different opinions how many Jews were murdered at the time, some say a million and a half, right? So, you know, that's one figure I heard. There's 67 Jewish communities that were decimated. Right? It was a fair with Hizman, right? That eventually precipitated, you know, the, the Shavsai tree and that whole nice, uh, that eventually led to Hasidus and the Dungaynari. So it was a tremendous watershed in the moment in Klai Yisrael. So the place was Yontav made a Tzilas Halayim. And they told him that the Siba was because he didn't talk by davening. So uh, the question is, so many Yidin got killed and so many communions were destroyed because he didn't talk by davening. And it was the pshat. So uh, the pshat is, the place of was masakin after that. Mishabay was to make sure for people who don't talk by davening, all sorts of things that they that he was masakin. So, um, but what's the shot? That was a seedle for the whole Gazer's talk of the top. Like, come on, you know, most of Polish Jewry was wiped out. And what was the shot? So, the shot is Avada, when the thing started, the Yidden Davin. And usually, if Yidden get together to Davin, Hashem hears the tools, right? Hashem will came the whole Korean way of. So, why weren't the tools accepted when they Davin, when things were getting bad? And they didn't pour their hearts out to Tzilla. Why wasn't there? Uh, why didn't things get straightened out? Why? Terence says because they were mezalzel Tzilla before and talked by davening. Hashem said you gave up the kaiyus of Tzilla by being mezalzel and Tzilla. You lost the power of Tzilla, and that was the kind. Of, that was the God love in Minnesota. Not that it's the worst of error you can do. But when you're mezalzel in the kayach of Tzila, you're destroying the greatest weapon that Yisrael has. The Gemara says, a Russian, that um, one man even said, says in the Pasa, Krum Zawus Lubnei Odom. So what is the Krum Zawus Lubnei Odom? So uh, Krum is like, uh, they said there was a bird in the, in the, uh, the islands called the Krum. And Zawus Lubnei Odom means it's something that's uh, cheap to people. So they said, Kurum, something that is in the highest places of the world. Zalus is made cheap by people. It means to say that people, you know, disparage the Koyach of Tzila, and because of that, it doesn't have the Koyach that it could have. So, in this sense, the, the, the other Shat Krum is a bird that turns different colors, so a person is embarrassed, so he, he turns colors. So, Zalus may Odom, when a person is embarrassed, he turns colors like this Krum bird that turns colors. But the Mora says on that, that the, a different Shat Krum, when you take something that's Barum or Oilum, and you make it Zal, you make it cheap, you know, that, that's Tzila. And so, that's why Kleis will suffer it so much, because they lost that Kleich of Tzila. 
So, so he says, Vaiter, so, okay. So we understand we have to recognize that the Tzoros are a Siba, that Hashem wants to motivate us to reconnect with Him, to daven to Him. And the way to daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to understand there's Enoit Novadri. Right and not to be mezalful because then you lose that kliyach that's, that's on a macro level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he says in the, the way he has to daven is says al tas tfilos kva el lorachnu v'tachnuna. You can't daven like you know. Okay, I got to daven mincha. You know, got to take care of mincha. It has to be like you, you know, if you're a poor person going to ask somebody for money. Mm-hmm. You put all your heart into that bakosha. You know, I remember when I went fundraising, you know, so, you know, every person you go to, you're thinking, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? You know, your whole presentation, you think about it, and you cheshben what you're going to do. You know, like a, a poor person going to a rich person asking for money, it's a whole big geshaft. And it, so you got to dive into HaKadosh Baruch in the same vein. You got to realize this is where it's at. And you got to daven with your heart, not just to say the words that he writes it. Unless he says you have to realize you're davening to your father as if you're begging your father for uh, for something that he can give you. That's how you have to daven. So I tell you a story with the lady who, uh, by Brock, for Cleveland, tells over this mice, and they've said this over once. I did, excuse me. But there was a couple in Kailu, and um, they needed... They, they they were short on money. They, they, and the first few years they managed, but then they had kids. And next thing they knew, they went chayt is fifteen thousand dollars. So the wife decided to take on another job. She cleaned houses. She became a cleaning lady, and she knocked down the chaytus from fifteen thousand to eight thousand. But at that point, she just couldn't anymore. It was too degrading for her. She had no chaytus left. She couldn't anymore. So the option was sell their dira, move to a cheaper location go to a different koilum and uh, pay off the chayvis with the sale of their dira and find a new yisha where they could buy a cheaper house. But that means leaving the koilum where he was doing very well. So she asked her, hey, Barak, what should I do? So he said, um, your husband is learning well. Why would you want to leave? He said, yeah, well, what are you going to do for the money? So he says, ask your father. So she said, I don't have a father. He says, I know that. But your father is a Kodesh she says, I've been davening all the time. So he says, you've been davening like you're talking to the governor. You've got to realize, if your father knew you were cleaning houses, he would give you a check for $8,000. He's not going to let his daughter sit back and be a cleaning lady. Right? So you talk to Rabbi Shem, is your father. You daven to him like he's your father, not like he's the governor. Right? That's the way you do it. So she said, okay. She called him back three weeks later. Rabbi Brog had a check in my hand for, for $8,000. She came time to file her taxes. Her mother was a shtickle accountant. Mother said, I have an eight, so you can do this for Nagel Azay. I can get you $4,000 rebate. But it was shtick. It wasn't. So she asked the Rob, and the Rob says, don't do it. You know, you don't do this kind of stuff. So she tells her mother, I, I, I don't want to do it. It's not, it's not, not Yashris. The mother said, this may be not Yashris, but you're not going to get $4,000. Says it's okay. So I'll get nine ninety six, whatever she's going to get. Anyway, so she does it the right way. She files her taxes. She gets back a few weeks later a, a letter from Fetishmiel and an eight thousand dollar check. And they write that we made an oversight. We checked your records from the past. We realized we owe you eight thousand dollars. Here's a check for eight thousand dollars. So just like that. So 
I'm not telling you that it's going to work for every situation you have. You need money, but that's why you does. You daven as if it's your father, and that's the pshat. You saw Moshe Bashem Shuas Elomim, Galiyomi Vosh Mepicha Sheich Mirlinim. He who Avarachnim, the Kaddish Baruch Hu's the Avarachnim. He's the one who's going to save us. Now, I just want to be masbur. There's a a famous pirkei the Rabbi Lozer. That's pirkei the Rabbi Lozer says. He asked a question that Yishmoel, why is his name Yishmoel? Kishoba Elikim, that Hashem heard her cries. So his name should have been Shomakel or Shmuel. Yishmoel is Hashem will hear. So the Pirkei that Rabbanazah says that Yishmoel minayin shnema karosa Shmoel Yishmoel. Yishmoel. I should have been. The future, Hashem will hear the cry of the people. From that which the Bnei Yishmol are going to do. So his called Yishmoel. Because in the future, Yishma Kael, Hashem will hear our cries from the Tzoros we have from Yishmael. That's why he's called Yishmael. Yishma Kael Diyane. And so, um, they, you know, they, they asked the question, you know, we're davening now, and uh, Rabbi Tashio says, well, what should you daven? He said, Hashem should bring Mashiach for once and for all. So the Shiloh obviously is, oh, Hashem is going to bring Mashiach to our doyer. Right, you had the the Chassam Seifer, you had the Vilna Goyin, you had the Chafetz Chaim, and you had before that, the, you know, all the Gedoy Le'Oilam, the Rajba and Rashi and the Rambam, going back to the Goyinim and the Tan. Now we're going to bring Mashiach. So the uh, is is that uh, we've said this over in the past also, but Reb Nosson Gafli told over that Reb Yankel Schiff had a dream, and in his dream, this is shortly after Reb Aaron was Nifter. So he had a dream that um, Rebaran went in to wake up Mashiach, and he couldn't wake him up. And Sam Seifer went in to wake up Mashiach and wake him up. Then he sees two American Bachram go in and wake up Mashiach, and he wakes up. And so Nassim uh, used to tell this over many times. And, and so um, the pshat is that Einachinami. You free of the Gedairus were not able to bring Mashiach. So first of all, it's a collection of all the Tzillas. It's not just our Tzillas. Our Tzillas are together with the Tzillas of the Chavitz and the Chassam Seifer, the Vilna Goin, and before that, all those Tzillas add up and become one major Tzilla that finally will bring Mashiach. But you have to realize that in, in our Doyer, we have so many challenges that... Yeah, if you, if you, if you, the Gedoyers didn't have those challenges. Shimshin Pinke says a word that um, he says it reluctantly, but I'm not such a tzaddik. But you know, he, he says that, you know, we're going to come to Oilam on Emes and you're going to see Rabbi Kiva Eger. He says, Rabbi Kiva is going to look down at us with a microscope because compared to him, we're going to be little microbes. And he's going to call down to us and say, Rabbi Yid, did you learn this Christmas ever? So what are you going to say to Rabbi Kiva Eger? What are we going to say to him? Right? Yeah, learn Tesis, you know. How do you learn Shot? He says, I'm going to call back to Rabbi He says, Rabbi Kivager, did you ever have an Asoyan by a check account to look at a magazine? And did you deal with the Nisoyanists we deal with today? 
Right? You go to the checkout counter, you have enough Nisiyonis unless you go to Seven Mile Market, but if you go to Safeway, something like that, you got the National Geographic, or National Enquirer, right? You know, uh, so it begins harder to read it, right? You know, uh, what's going on in the world? You know, the Martians are going to land, you know, so you want to know what's going on in the world, you know, so, but, and, and there's worse things there too, you know, so I'll call upon him, this is the Yisoyed Advarim, so uh, that's, that's the, uh, we have to know that um, we live in a door where we can are able to bring Mashiach. And I think this is the, the Gemara and Brachas mentioned this once before. The Gemara and Brachas tells over that uh, Rabbi Shmuel Klein Gadol says, "I'm Rabbi Shmuel Pamachas Mechnasti Lushnaidu Lushnim Lahaktik Etoyrus." Right, and he says she Shmuel Beni Borchein. Right. And I said to the boy, "This show later, we wrote something. We said, 'Yich b'shul kasha as Yish mitrachemecha as kasha b'hivreilu mitrachemecha midoslo sikonis in b'necha b'nidus harachemecha.' So it was trachting that who's the koyin god of Rabbi Shmuel? He says, 'We are. We are this boy of Rabbi Shmuel. We are the generation that can deal with Shmuel.'" And we brought our Ketairus Lushnaitalishnim, we brought our Kabbalas. We had a share of Kabbalas to give on the Mizbeach, right? And Hashem says to us, all I'm asking you is Borcheni, right? Don't, don't stay with me. Just give me, bench me, say Brochus, Davin, and I'll bring the Gulur. That's the, that's, the, that's the door that we live in, right? And so we should be Zoycha that Aksula um, should be answered, but you have to realize how much a Kodesh Baruch Hu that to fill it. I may have said this over once before, but uh, Rabbi um, Elimelech Biederman tells over the story that there was a Talmud in Brisk who went to the Kaisal. This is when Reb David Tzolubaychi was the Rishish. And it was by Reb David Tzolubaychi, not by... So he um, went to the Kaisal, and he sees like an American guy didn't look necessarily Jewish. He puts a kvittel in the kaisel and didn't really have, he wasn't too professional in putting the kvittel in the kaisel, so it fell out. So he couldn't resist. He took the kvittel and he took a look, you know, maybe against the chem or Benu Gershom. But in the kvittel it says, uh, God, I'm here in Israel. I want to know who won this football game. I, I, I got to find out who won the football game. I don't know why it wasn't so, it was so hard to figure it out. I don't know how many years ago it was. But in any case, the guy is the yeshiva book. He figures, okay, you know, I got this one. And uh, so, you know, he, he and the guy left his phone number, his address. With him. So anyway, he calls up his father in America, and he says, tell me who won uh, whatever the game was. So his father says, I sent you there to show the again. He says, Todd, I'm not involved in sports. I just said, you know, just let me, let me know. So her father calls him back, and he says, okay, the Broncos won 75 nothing. Okay, so um, he, goes to the, uh, he goes to the hotel, knocks on the guy's door, and the guy says, yes, who's there? He says, I'm a messenger from God. And the guy says, yeah. He says, would you ask God who won the game? I'm here to tell you this was the final score. So the guy was mamish blown away. Quickly wrote the guy, the booker, a check for $2,000. Right? The guy goes back to the yeshiva. It's a state, so this is like, you know, <laughs> this is really Gishmakahak. So Rabdovid, so hears the guys are all tumulies and what's going on. So they tell him. So he says, you guys, you're fools. You don't realize the real message is 
Hashem answered this guy's tefillah. He put a tefillah, and he said, you're the sucker who came to answer this guy's tefillah to tell him who won the game. But his tefillah was niskabel. Right? You have to realize the koyish tefillah. That's the, that's the message. So we have a of a kind of you're davening for Yeshua's for Klal Yisrael, you're davening for Yeshua's for your family, for your Hetzloch, and Avay Dis Hashem, Avad HaKadosh Baruch will answer the tefillah, so we should be soicher that very soon we should be able to Bring Mashiach, and Hashem will bring Mashiach. The end of all the tsaras, all the daigas, the mayor of your main. I told the story.